Here, Catherine, Hong Kong is entering a critical stage in the involvement of its political reform. Four months has passed since the government set up an ad hoc group on constitutional reform headed by Carrie Lam, the chief secretary. The job of the group is to carry out territory-wide consultation and come up with a report containing proposals to the SAR and the central government with regard to our future electoral systems. With the aims of promoting communication and fostering consensus, legislative councillors have been invited to pay a visit to Shanghai from April 11 to 13th, approximately one month before the end of the consultation period. At this juncture, both legislators and the public are uncertain of the future of the reform. We are also not sure about the commitment of both the SAR government and Beijing in reaching a proposal acceptable by the people of Hong Kong. Although there has been no formal statement, sources close to Beijing has time and again firmly indicated that the small circle nomination committee will not only control the number of candidates allowed, but also screen out candidates deemed unacceptable, no matter how popular they might be among the people of Hong Kong. In order to safeguard the basic rights of the people of Hong Kong in choosing their chief executive, the idea of civic nomination is mooted and has gained support. Put simply, civic nomination allows the ordinary voters and the men in the street to nominate candidates to the top post. This month, an in-depth opinion survey conducted by the University of Hong Kong and sponsored by RTHK had shown that 70% of the respondents are in support of civic nomination as a method of electing candidates for the chief executive. All we are asking for is a true and popular election, for which we have been waiting for decades. There should be no unreasonable screening mechanism so that candidates supported by the ordinary voters will be able to stand for the election. As legislators, we hold the important gatekeeping role of wetting any future electoral proposal, and we would be failing our jobs if we merely rubber stamp any proposal put before us. As we come down to the deadline of this crucial consultation exercise, we have been anxiously awaiting a genuine government proposal reflecting the majority wills in Hong Kong. Instead of focusing on generating consensus here in Hong Kong for a blueprint for political reform, the SAR government has once again engineered a trip to the mainland for legislators to meet up with the important Chinese officials. Beijing has been generously granted one-time re-entry permits for my fellow legislators who have hitherto been denied entry to China. One can easily recall similar visits in 2005 and 2010 amid heated debates on political reform. To me, all this looked like a deja rule. Mainland chips are nothing new to me and any other pro-democracy legislator. In 2005, before the government tabled the proposal on constitutional reform, a trip was arranged by the then chief executive Donald Zhang to Guangdong province. Most legislators, including those without a re-entry permit, went on the trip with a naive hope to have genuine discussion with senior officials from the central government. To our disappointment, we had to sit through long lectures by the officials. We were denied real conversation or meaningful dialogue, and the final proposal for political reform was far quite 
from true democracy and was subsequently turned down by the Legislative Council. In another instance back in 2010, shortly before the release of the proposal on the 2012 election of Lechko, legislators went on a trip to Shanghai to visit the World Expo. The door was again opened even to those without re-entry permits. It is hard to say whether this kind of visits really help to improve the communication and understanding between legislators and the central government. To many of us, it is no more than window dressing. It is merely a show, allowing mainland officials to project an image that they are open to discussion. However, the reality is they have no intention to really negotiate or narrow the gap between them and the pan-democratic legislator. The true purpose of such political gesture one may surmise, is perhaps to sugarcoat future attempt to railroad the reform package through electrical. It would be very sad for Hong Kong indeed if history will repeat. In fact, the ball is on their side. It is now up to the mainland and the SAR governments, rather than the people of Hong Kong, to formulate the package on popular election of the chief executive. As legislators, we have no power and no means to ensure that an acceptable proposal will be on the table. However, our role as gatekeepers remain. We have to make sure that only proposals honouring true popular election of chief executive will be endorsed and passed by the Legislative Council. In order to make the coming trip more meaningful, we have requested that the theme of the trip be focusing on constitutional reform rather than other irrelevant topics. We also demanded that adequate time be given to our meeting with the representative from the central governments so as to foster meaningful exchange of opinion. Last but not least, we also requested a separate time slot for pan-democratic legislators. Such requests are made in the light of our unpleasant past experience in trips to the mainland. The year 2017 will mark the 20th anniversary of Hong Kong's reunification of mainland and implementation of the basic law. It is also 10 years after the controversial resolution made by the Standing Committees of the National People's Congress in 2007. The people of Hong Kong will then have waited 20 years for a true democratic election of the chief executive. It has indeed been a long wait. Recently, there has been a saying that if the Legislative Council is to veto the government's proposal on the constitutional reform this time, there would not be any other timetable arrangement for a popular election for the Chief Executive as well as the Legislative Council. In other words, there is no guarantee for popular elections in Hong Kong. To me or to many of the people of Hong Kong, this represents a kind of fact. This is a clear message that I got from a breakfast meeting arranged by Carrie Lam with Mr. Liu Qin Kui, who heads the Department of Law of the Liaison Office of the Central Government in Hong Kong. Carrie's strong denial of my observation fails to allay our fear of such fact to deny democracy to Hong Kong. Hong Kong has come a long way and is now standing at the crossroad in its path of political reform. While we cannot be optimistic, we should persist in our battle for real democracy, especially for our future generations. Nothing is easy in achieving democracy. Here in Hong Kong, 
the delicate political situation has made it even harder. We should all observe and respect our mini constitution, the basic law, in which we have been promised democratic and popular election of the chief executive and all members of the legislative council. We should not give up without even trying, so that we will have no regrets, and we can tell our sons and daughters we did try it.